Today on the podcast, I'm going to talk all about At Home with the French Classics by Richard Grousman. Richard Grousman will also be the highlight on Random Chef Facts, because I thought he was really cool. I'll do my normal book review, let you know about one of my favorite kitchen things, and of course, give you the book reveal for the rolling results for week number 37. Keep listening, and I hope you enjoy episode number nine of Rolling for Recipes. I'm Lubelle McDoobie, and this is Rolling for Recipes. I'm here to entertain inspire, and encourage home cooks of all levels. If your cooking could use the warm, funny, guiding hand of a real-life grandma, that would be me, Bluebell McDoobie. Join me here each week on Rolling for Recipes. All right, let's get started. All right, let's get started with the McDoobie recipe review for At Home with the French Classics by Richard Grousman. For this book, Big Papa made truffled chicken and I made a spinach souffle and we did eat these two things together and they were both outstanding. Have you ever made a souffle before? Well this was my first time. I was a little hesitant of course because we've all seen old movies of 1950s housewives trying to pull a souffle out of the oven and have it just immediately flatten, right? (laughs) And Mr. McDoobie had made a really delicious cheese souffle several weeks ago. It's actually one of my most popular videos I've ever posted was about that cheese souffle because of course it looks delicious and who wouldn't want a cheese souffle on a random Monday, right? Well, I decided to put together this spinach souffle that I read in this book and I was attracted to it because he mentioned, Mr. Richard Grossman mentioned that his base that he uses for souffles is a much lighter version. It was actually a very straightforward and simple recipe to prepare. I'm one of those types of cooks who likes to use the method of making sure that I have every single ingredient ready and measured and ready to go because most of my cooking that I've done in the past has been Indian food and Asian food. Those are the two types of foods that I really enjoy cooking. And you just cannot be successful without that putting into place mise en place, if I'm saying that right. The French method of measuring out everything first and making sure it's all ready to go. I'm really glad that I have that foundation in my cooking because with a souffle, it's definitely important to have all of your ingredients and processes and preparation ready in advance because each step came kind of quickly. I do want to encourage anyone out there to try making a simple souffle like this as well. It was very rewarding to make, super delicious. The spinach souffle from Richard's book was not a heavy, overly rich contraption. It was actually very light and tasty and delicious. It was made with spinach, egg yolks, flour, salt, pepper, nutmeg, egg whites, and cream of tartar. I posted a little video about this. I was not able to film myself making this souffle because it was just a little too intense with the steps that you had to do. Fresh spinach that I picked up and washed it many times because you really need to get all the dirt off of spinach. And then it was bringing some milk to boil, whisking in the egg yolks and water in a small bowl, adding flour to the yolks and then blending that. And then you temper the egg yolks and that means putting a little bit of the warm milk into the egg yolks first and stir that up and that's to keep them from scrambling. And then it was 
was whisking rapidly over medium-high heat. This was just the egg and flour mixture that I had going on there and milk. And it became the souffle base. And then after you allow that to simmer for a bit, you season it with salt, pepper, and nutmeg. And then you put the spinach in and you take it off of the heat. And then you beat some egg whites with the cream of tartar until stiff peaks form. That took about three minutes. Then you put the warm souffle base into a large bowl and you fold in the whites. Put it into a prepared dish, bake it. Only took about 10 minutes to bake and brought it out and it was poofy. Now it did not poof up over the sides of the pan because I think that the pan I used was just a little bit too big and it wasn't a traditional souffle dish. But it was really fun and satisfying for me to pull that beautiful, crusty, fluffy souffle out of the oven and serve it to my guys. It was really good and I'm definitely going to be making another souffle very soon. Very fun. Highly recommend it. Just make sure you read through the recipe all the way first so you know what steps are coming up and have yourself very prepared. And I think you can do it too. You won't be sorry. Along with that delicious spinach souffle, we had a, what Big Papa was calling truffled chicken. The actual recipe was for a roast stuffed chicken with truffles. I'm not going to even try to say it in French. Yes, I am. Poulard truffé at farce, I think. Anyways, so this was supposed to be a roasted chicken, and I will tell you that Big Papa did quite a few modifications to this recipe. He used chicken thighs, like we always do. He used quite a few of our dried exotic mushrooms that we had on hand, such as porcini and chantlerelles. And they also used some fresh mushrooms that we had. The recipe called for a medium black truffle sliced into 10 thin slices. Well, we luckily had some truffle oil that we used, and he also had a little jar that had a preserved small black truffle in it. The recipe also called for Madeira wine and he used sake instead. Sake is a great quote-unquote wine to keep around for cooking. Highly recommend it. And instead of roasting the chicken, he braised it on top of the stove and sauteed it and just did everything on top of the stove and it was delicious. What can I say? Big Papa has been the main cook of the family for so many years and he tends to use cookbooks for inspiration and not for following recipes completely to the letter. And that makes it tough sometimes when we want to try to re recreate something delicious that he's made. So me and Junior are always encouraging Big Papa to at least write down what he did so we can relay and try to make something over again that he's made. So really yummy chicken, an example of reading a recipe and then using your own cooking knowledge and knowledge about flavor to go ahead and build something similar but not quite the same. All in all, delicious recipes from Richard Grousman's book, At Home with the French Classics. Today on Random Chef Facts, I want to introduce you to a gentleman named Richard Grousman. I don't know if you've heard of him or not before. I have had not. Um, he's the author of today's book, At Home with the French Classics. And I picked up this book to start reading it and decide what I wanted to make, of course. And I read the acknowledgments section and my interest was piqued by this man, Richard Grousman. 
And I just want to read to you an excerpt from the acknowledgments in the book. So we're going to start with, quote, My first thoughts and thanks go to my parents, Roland and Elizabeth Grousman, for their early nurturing and for their constant urging that I seek an enjoyable profession. Thanks must also go to Charles Merrill's for insisting that I take his place in a series of cooking classes that he was unable to attend in 1961. To the teacher of those classes, James Beard, whose praise and encouragement started me thinking in new directions. To Charles Narcès, my chef professor at Le Cordon Bleu in Paris, from whom I learned many of my teaching skills. To Elizabeth Brassard, owner and directress of Le Cordon Bleu for some 40 years, for the confidence she showered upon me in making me her first representative outside of France from 1969 to 1984, and for her many years of support and close friendship to my many students who have patiently awaited this book and whose enthusiasm and appreciation of my classes have helped me to become a better teacher, end quote. Okay, so I read that and I was blown away. Talk about serendipity. A friend of his, Charles Merrill's, had signed up for some cooking classes taught by James Beard, of all people, who I should do a random chef facts on him very soon. And he went to some cooking classes that his friend wasn't able to go to. And that started his journey. This struck me because, as you may or may not know, I'm on my own journey, just like you are. Every single human being is on a journey. And... I found it very interesting that this person, Richard Grousman, just from this one little decision that he made to go to these classes, opened up the door for him to then live in France, go to the Cordon Bleu, teach all over the United States, write this book, and it just goes on and on. So pretty interesting story, really. So it turns out that Richard is actually a very well-known culinary teacher here in the U.S. His career has spanned over four decades. I'd like to go back to his beginnings here a little bit more, and I was reading an article on a website called Star Chefs, and they have a little biography on him, so I'll be paraphrasing a little bit of this article here. So he enrolled in the Le Cordon Bleu in Paris in 1967 after he took the classes with James Beard, and the owner of the, of the Cordon Bleu, Madame Elizabeth Brassard, was so impressed with him that she made him the school's first executive representative for, to the U.S., and he did earn the coveted Grand Diplôme. Uh, he decided on a career in teaching when he was there at the Cordon Bleu, and he wrote At Home with the French Classics in 1988 after spending many years writing articles that appeared in Food and Wine Magazine, New York Magazine, House and, House and Garden, and beyond. So this was way before the lifestyles of the famous foodies were so well chronicled with the Food Network and whatnot. So he really established himself through his teaching and through being that um, Cordon Bleu representative. The coolest thing that I read about him was that he founded something called the Careers Through Culinary Arts Program in 1990 to help enlist struggling high school students into restaurant and hospitality careers. And according to this article I was reading, it said that through that program, 
Mr. Grousman has awarded $37 million in scholarships and $2.8 million in supplies and equipment to schools and students. And I have to say that I am really glad that he released this cookbook at home with the French classics back in 1988. It turns out it's the only book he's ever written. It was redesigned and reissued as easy French cooking. Richard is somebody I've really enjoyed learning a little bit about and I hope you have too. I believe that I would never have looked up Richard Grousman if I hadn't been playing Rolling for Recipes because I wouldn't have bothered to read the acknowledgments part of this book and I'm really glad that I did. Bravo Richard Grousman, you're a cool dude. For the book review of At Home with the French Classics by Richard Grousman, I gotta believe that you probably have figured out that I really like this book by now. I have never really been one to dive into French cooking the way that Mr. McDoobie has. And so this book gave me the confidence to go ahead and try. And that is what is my goal for you, is to encourage you to try try new things, try things that might be just a tiny bit out of your comfort zone. And a book like this one at home with the French classics is written in such a way that it gave me the confidence to go ahead and try. The steps are outlined so accurately and clearly written. I feel like this book is completely approachable. It does not have that feeling that you sometimes get with French cooking where you're just not good enough for it. You know, you just don't have that foundational skill set. But with this book, I think that just about anyone could successfully cook some of the French classics. So this book is destined to become one of our family favorites. And I know I'll be reaching back for it again many, many times. And I definitely want to try my hand at another souffle. Keep your eyes peeled for this one. At Home with the French Classics by Richard Grousman, and hope that you find one one of these days. For my favorite kitchen thing of the week, I wanted to let you know about a Danish dough whisk. It also might just be called a Danish whisk or a dough whisk, but it's a beautiful beechwood handled, very simple loopity-doop thing that I use whenever I'm stirring any kind of bakery item that I'm making. I originally bought it as a gift for my son when he was really into baking bread for a while there and I have since taken it over. I love it because the dough doesn't stick to it as much as other stirring utensils do. So when I'm stirring together say the initial beginnings of my sourdough bread I use that Danish dough whisk to stir it up with and it just There's something about the design of the way that this loop of wire that's at the top of the Danish dough hook, how it's constructed that the dough just kind of falls off of it, if that makes any sense. I will be sure to post a picture of my Danish dough whisk very soon. If you go to Instagram, go to Lubel McDoobie, I do have a photo posted, a silly photo of myself holding my Danish dough whisk, but I'll make sure to add a photo to my more recent stories or to my website. But anyways, I highly recommend a Danish dough whisk. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty tool. And I have actually have it hanging on the wall in my kitchen because it's pretty. 
It's got a very pretty loop-a-dee-doop top and a beechwood handle. Just a nice, simple, old-fashioned tool that I really enjoy using, and I highly recommend it. Okie dokie, time for one of my favorite parts. It's the book reveal rolling results for week number 37. So this time it was my turn to roll the dice. And I was a little bit bummed because I had meant to ask my granddaughter who was here visiting to go ahead and take my turn and roll for the book. But we were just so busy, I forgot to ask her. So I rolled and luckily landed on one of our favorite sections of our book collection and that is a section of books that are all of these compilation cookbooks that you've heard me talk about probably a few times now. So the book of the week is Best of the Best Cookbook Recipes from the editors of Food and Wine Magazine. This one is volume 12. I believe this is the second or third of these types of books that we have rolled for on Rolling for Recipes. And I wanted to take just a moment to make sure that I've explained what these food and wine best of the best books are, just because I'm not sure I've made that clear before. I know that I have mentioned what compilation cookbooks are, but these particular ones where the editors of Food and Wine magazine choose what they think are the 25 best cookbooks of the year. And then they go through those 25 cookbooks and pull out their favorite recipes from those books. So so for instance, this one has cookbooks represented in it, such as Bobby Flay's Grill It, 660 Curries, Mario Batali's Italian Grill, etc. So when we cook out of these, it's really cool because we're getting to see selections from 25 different cookbooks. So you can see why these books are among our favorites. So tune in to episode number 10 to hear all about Food and Wine's Best of the Best, volume number 12. Okay, that concludes another episode of Rolling for Recipes, and I really do hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it that you can take back to your own kitchen and enjoy your cooking just a little bit more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Rolling for Recipes. I share lots of great cooking videos, especially on my stories. You can also follow Lou Bell McDoobie on Instagram. That's where I like to post my behind the scenes, making a podcast from scratch goofiness that I have going on. So I'd love it if you'd follow both of those and also encourage your friends and family to listen to Rolling for Recipes podcast if they are someone who could use a little bit of me in their lives and in their kitchen. So keep cooking and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks again for all your support. Bluebell McDoobie signing out. <laughs>